0: we <laughs> Hello! So, this is Taji, aka Day, and I am back with part two of my trip to Taco, um, or to Mount Taco, I should say. So, um, I'ma just put a disclaimer here. I didn't think, when I started talking about Taco, Sun, I didn't think that it would end up being a two-parter. But I do think it's better that I make it a two-parter, just so you guys aren't listening to probably like an hour and a half to two hours worth of content <laughs> in one episode. I think that's a little treacherous, at least for me and what I've been doing on this uh, channel. I guess I could say. Um. So yeah, before I get into part two of Taco Sun, I um. I think last time or the last episode, I was talking about. I started out talking about how I'm thinking of sharing the link this month to all of this and finally putting myself out there and um, you know that's definitely something that's still in my mind but I um, I'm just thinking like what is, what is life gonna be like being a content creator because I actually I would say recently as in like in the last two or three days I recently just reached my two-month mark in Japan, so, yeah, your girl has been in Japan for two months now, um, and so just thinking about it like that, it's like, wow, okay, this is the longest I've ever been in a different country before, and it's exciting, um, I still feel like my Japanese has a long way to go. But as for understanding some of the culture and, like, getting around, I do feel like I have found my level of comfort to where I don't feel like I'm still figuring out the basics anymore. I would say, like, um, I'm now not really having to focus on the basics anymore. Now, I'm just... It's like I'm just now starting to start taking those baby steps to looking at what it feels like to start being myself more if that makes sense like I feel like when you go to a new environment a lot of times you have to learn how to not to survive but how to function and what the basics are and like how you know like what to get when you go grocery shopping or like um your favorite stores to go to or what stores to go to for what or like where you're um I don't know like you have to figure out where your needs are, how to get them, um, and how to get around. And so I would say for these last two months that's kind of been more of my focus. But like now that I have found the routine, I have found what makes me comfortable, I have found like some um some friends. It's like I feel like now I'm starting to be able to get more of like, okay, so I'm surviving here. I know how to survive. Now let's get into growing myself into learning new things, um, about myself and how I function so that I can learn more about the world. So that has, I can feel like that change of, um, pace in life. And that's definitely really, really exciting. Cause you know, you don't, you never know what your, what a new environment is going to birth out of you. And I feel like I'm now in the place where I'm able to start working towards that birth of new things um, to see within myself. Um, recently, I just bought some new paints and I joined Art Club. Um, so I've been focused more on cultivating my creativity and um, start. I'm finally able to start finding the want and the, um, the energy to start putting into my creativity. Um, I I would say at first I felt really overwhelmed. Um, Not overwhelmed like in the wild, like a wild that's hard to deal with, but in just like a wild there's so much to take in in this new environment that I wasn't really able to focus or find the drive to create, but now that I finally have given myself the time to get used to everything, I have finally entered a spot where I'm like, okay, this is nice. I can I can start creating. I can start exploring that part of creating. Because I would say creating in a new environment is so exciting because you're going to create things you couldn't create anywhere else. Like, as a creative, I feel like when, at least for me, when I'm brought to new spots, it's for me to discover a new part of myself. Um, and creating through that is always really exciting because I end up creating things that I wouldn't be able to create on a normal basis in the, norm- in the normal environment that I'm used to. So I'm really excited to see what I start creating here in Tokyo and, you know, kind of see where my creativity leads me and the opportunities it leads me to. So I'm excited to start bonding more with my creativity. But OK, so... That's all I had to say um, just about life right now, as a small update. Um, and yeah, so let's get into Mount Taco, son. So, basically, on Mount Taco, okay, so I left off where I went to sleep in my hotel, and um, I woke up early. I made it to breakfast. Breakfast was interesting because, like, At least in America, you know, not every hotel is the same, but a majority of hotels, usually you wake up and breakfast ends by a certain time. So you just wake up, you go down in your pajamas or if you are dressed or whatever, you go down and you just like sometimes you give um, the person that's serving you food like, um, like a ticket or like sometimes you give a ticket to enter the room. But usually if there is no like meal ticket you had to give or anything, you just enter and you just get what you want. You eat, you sit down, you eat, and then you go back up to your room or you take your food up to your room if you want. Um, This was completely different. So I had received a meal ticket um, to eat breakfast. And so when I went downstairs, I had signed up for a later time just because I knew I wanted to sleep in a little bit. So I went down, and um, I look, I took a gander around, I looked around at the different foods to see what I would want, and I was like, okay, lit. So I went to, so as I was, like, as I was heading to the breakfast place, okay, let me let me set up the atmosphere for you. So there's the front desk, right? And so from the front desk, there, if you go, if you look across, like, straight across the hall, there is, um, like, a, like, four little steps, and then there's, like, a, um area of the lobby where it's just um like carpeted and like up the up little steps it's carpeted and there's like tables and stuff and that's where like there's tables and chairs and that's where like the breakfast meal thing or like where you eat breakfast so you can see it from the um the, the lobby desk and everything and from the front door when you enter so I had went up there And I went up the steps, and like I was the only. There was like one couple eating like in the corner, but other than that, I was really the only one like about to get food. So I go to get a plate. So I mean, sorry. As I had exit the elevator, I had noticed the um, what's it called? The employees and like behind the desk, like looking at me. But like I get stared at a lot, like every day, all the time in Japan. So. I don't... If someone's staring at me, I don't really think much of it anymore... Unless it's, like, in a weird way... But they were just staring at me... Just, like, the typical... People here in Japan stare... So I was like, uh, oh, okay... Just a normal stare... <laughs> Top of the morning to you, too... And so... I'm... So I'm heading up... So I head up to... Over into the breakfast area... I go up the four little steps... And I go to get a plate... Because I had just surveyed everything... And so as I'm getting a plate... I hear I hear footsteps running over to me, so of course I look up real quick, and it's one of the people behind the desk, and so they're like, no, 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 they're like, um, they're um, they so they stop me before I get a plate, and they're like, oh, please come here, and I'm like, okay, so they're like, um, do you have your, do you have a meal ticket? And so I'm like, yeah, I got a ticket, so I pull out my ticket, give it to them. They're like, okay, um, and they're like, okay, can you stand back a little? I'm like, oh. Sure. So I stand back and they get um and mind you I had a mask on. So they get like the little thermometer that you can um that tells your temperature from a distance if you point it towards someone's head. So they point it towards my head and they get that my temperature is good and they're like, Okay, um, can you put on these gloves? And I'm like, Oh, okay. So they have me put on some gloves and then they're like okay, and so then they like, have me put on the gloves, and so then I go to grab a plate, and they're like no no no, can you grab a tray please? And I'm like oh, sure yeah. So I grab a tray, and then they're like okay, you could put the plate on top of the tray. So I put the plate on top of the tray, and mind you, they're not speaking English during this. They're like saying it in Japanese, but I but they're also motioning with their hands, so that's why I'm able to tell what they mean but I can't understand the Japanese they're saying to me so I'm like okay so they must want me to do this and do that so um then once I you know I was I had my ID and not my ID I had my meal ticket ticket checked I had my my temperature checked I, I had my I know I sanitized my hands I put my gloves on I got the tray and I put the the plate on top of the tray It was then that they are like, okay, um, and if you could choose one table, um, that would be fine. And so I chose my table, and then I was able to get the food from the buffet and sit down. So it was just like, I wasn't used to so many rules to get like, you know, hotel food in the morning for breakfast. So that was very different. I'm not sure if they do that for everyone just because no one else came down from the room while I was there. But, um, you know, I had to do what I had to do to eat breakfast, so, um, and their breakfast, the only thing that I noticed was very different from, at least America, is that they didn't have, like, breakfast meats. Like, the only meat choice that they had for breakfast was, like, these kind of soggy pieces of fried chicken. Um, because, you know, like, when you have something fried, and then you put, like, and it's hot, and so there's steam, and you put the lid on top, so then when you open the lid, it gets kind of soggy. It was, like, that type of soggy fried chicken. Um, but that was the only meat choice they had. Like, there was no other meat. Um, they had, like, omelets, and they had different vegetables. They had corn soup. They had just normal corn, um pieces, they had, like, they didn't have any fruit either, or, yeah, they didn't have any fruit, which I was like, okay, that's different too, um, and they had, like, different breads, though, they had, like, croissants and, um, like, some little muffins, oh, they weren't muffins, but they, I don't know how to describe them, it was, like, the shape of a muffin, but it just looked like bread in the shape of a muffin, (laughs) so... It was a very, it was interesting. But yeah, so I ate my breakfast, basically, um, yum yum. And then went back up to my room, put my, put my clothes on, and um, I headed, uh, and then I checked out of my room, and I was like, okay, well, it's time for me to uh, head to the mountain. So I took the train over, <clears throat> up over to the mountain, and I started my journey show I would say the first 10 to 15 minutes in my calves were burning just because it's so steep like climbing up the mountain is really steep and it's like uh it's just really steep basically so like I had to take a few breaks because my calves are like oh goodness golly what are you doing to this woman (laughs) and I was like okay I understand you know I I feel the same way. just y'all can do it and it was just like I describe it so like as you're walking up the first part of the mountain or as I was walking up the first part of the mountain I could see like these people walking all the way up on this path and I noticed that like oh that's where I'm headed like this path that's so steep I'm gonna be up there soon enough and that's how far I have to go and I was like, oh, goodness, let me put in these headphones, because it's, gonna, it's just going to help so much better. So I slapped on my, Discover we- my Spotify Discover Weekly playlist, and um, it actually worked really well for me. It was, like, a lot of, like, uplifting jazz music, which, at least for me, when I listen to instrumental music, um, or music where it's just, like, jazz and there's no words, it's a lot easier to think, but it's, like... It helps my my thinking flow a lot easier um, than like if I'm listening like if I'm listening to music with with lyrics in it then like I'm more focused on the music and it's kind of hard to think really in general to think like long thoughts because the music is kind of distracting but with jazz and things that are just instruments and sounds it allows me to think much clearer Um, And to, like, have my thoughts more focused. So, like, if I do homework, I turn on light jazz or lo-fi music because it helps me. Um, Or if I'm, like, working on, like, a blog blog post, for example, or I'm trying to, like, do art or focus, then I'll turn on, like, some um, music with instruments. And it, like, helps me focus a lot more. Because I, f- I mean, like, I can do those things without music, but like then like my thoughts like they're going all over the place. Like I'm thinking about like popcorn or like lasers or like car races all while I should be focusing on like um, like math homework, <laughs> you know. So but if I'm listening to music, I'm able to really focus more on the task at hand. Or, like, yeah, I still have a few random thoughts, but they're not distracting. They're just like, oh, ah, I hate race cars. What an interesting thought. You know it's even more interesting? This math homework. So, as I was thinking, 4 plus 9. You know, like, it, it's um, it's just a lot easier for me. So, I threw out my music, and my um, Discovery Weekly was doing me right. Like, I had a lot of music and songs that I really liked. But yeah, so I'm climbing, climbing up the mountain, and it was, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I would say I got, I started climbing the mountain around eleven thirty a.m. So I got there at a decent time, and it was already way, already looked way more beautiful and way nicer than when I tried climbing it the first day um, when the sun was like setting. Like you know, now I'm finally into like. Where the woods look like when, you know, like if you've ever seen the movie Snow White, um, like the Disney movie, the old one where she's in the forest and all the little creatures are singing along with her, um, and all the nature is like super cute and bouncy and wow. Like, not in the beginning of the movie where she's running away and it just looks like the plain wilderness and it looks like the wilderness is evil. I'm saying like when she's happy, she's with the dwarves, you know, like it's almost like the plants are singing too, along with the animals. Like that's that was how this nature felt. It felt much more uh, like the sunshine was shining, you know, the plants were planting like it was it looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, And the higher that I climbed on the mountain, the prettier it got because you could see um, like further down. So like um, I climbed up the first part of the path. And then there was, like, a lot of times you would climb up the path, and then there would be, like, two paths. Um, there, or there'd be, like, a fork in the road, and you'd have to decide which path to go on. Um, or at least I would I would pray, and I'd be like, okay, God, so where are you trying to lead me? Uh, to the left or to the right? <laughs> um, but, because, like I said, I, I decided to climb, I don't think I said it in this episode. I said it last episode. My bad. But there's a bunch of different trails you can climb up, and I decided to climb up the most popular trail because it's paved, and you see a lot of things. You see a lot of like nature and stuff. You see nature regardless, but you see a lot of like pretty views on on path or on trail one. So um, and it's the most popular. So I decided why not do trail one on my way up the mountain. And um, once you get closer, you can go on different trails to get to the top of the mountain. So I was like, let me start on trail one, and then I'll see where I'm led to. Um, but I remember when I got up, th- like, the really steep first part of the hill, I um, walked, I was walking, and, like, the ground was finally, like, even at this point. And you could see, like, all the trees, but, like, it was like you were looking at the side of a mountain from within the mountain. Because you could see all the trees going up on, on like, a slope. And it was, it was real, it was so gorgeous. And I even met a butterfly friend. So, I, as I was looking at all this, I noticed something flapping from the corner. And my eye had turned around, and it was this beautiful, um, like, blue and orange butterfly. And, like, she was saying hello to me or something, because she landed on a leaf... And she was just like fluttering at me. And so I went over and I was like close. I was close to this butterfly. Like I didn't want to touch it because I didn't want to hurt her. But I was just like, we were just both like looking at each other. And I was like, wow, hello. I am happy to meet a new friend. Um, and it was a really cute moment. I took a, I, mean, no, I took a picture of her because um, she was just styling. And I took a little video, but I absolutely love seeing butterflies and um I would say that for me butterflies are definitely symbolic um I noticed that when I see butterflies they're usually a uh what's what's the word um they're usually a symbol of positive change for me at least so when I see them it's usually like I I typically only see butterflies when I'm doing a when I'm incorporating a positive change into my life in some way, shape, or form. So, um, for example, climbing Mount Taco, I was on a beautiful journey with just me and God just climbing in nature, and I didn't care if anyone went with me, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to escape the city and just be able to be in the stillness of nature. And that in itself was something I needed to do, um and I could feel that I needed to do, and I was, you know, doing what I needed to. I was uh, doing something different, and it was creating a positive change within me, and I saw a new butterfly friend, so. And, like, it was interesting because this butterfly made herself so apparent to me. Like, she literally sat there and fluttered for, like, quite quite a while, actually. Um, and when she flew away, I was like, oh, wow, you still fly?" Okay, I-, I was kind of expecting her to just want to sit there, and then I have to, like, leave her. But she flew away, and after, like, I, after a while, and I was just like, wow, okay, that was a beautiful visit. Well, I hope you have a great, lovely day. <laughs> but yeah, so other than the butterfly friend, I continued up the mountain, and, um, there were a few points where there were, like, these beautiful cityscapes. Like, um, like, there was different... There was an observatory I came across one-fourth... When I was, like, one-fourth up the mountain. And you could see, like, the city of Tokyo. And there's a little map that, like, tried to show you what you were seeing. So, like, you could see the Tokyo Tower, like, all the way in the distance. Still haven't been to that. Just because it's, it's, like, it costs money, but... <laughs> Excuse me, but I I will one day in life. But yeah, you see the Tokyo Tower, you could see like different buildings, you could see Mount Fuji all the way in a distance. So that was really cool being oh, goodness. Being able to see all the different like landmarks all the just because I was on the mountain and it's just like really cool being able to see the city and all of like the super tall buildings that usually are gigantic look like tiny little crumbs from here uh so it was definitely very humbling um and before I even get more into like me climbing the mountain this was a very very spiritual journey I would say like it I feel like at least for me that when I'm in nature it just gets real spiritual real quick like and it's because I feel so I feel really grounded in nature and things make a lot of sense and I'm able to think very clearly and about and I feel like when you can think clearly you think about things that like you need to think about um so nature I feel like that usually leads me to more divine conversations and um more spiritual moments with God and just, like, hearing a lot of, like, things that, like, are gonna change the way I am living and I'm thinking. So, yeah, so I'm climbing up the mountain, and let's see. I believe I passed Monkey Park. So, okay, basically, I would say, is this the halfway point of the mountain? Yeah, I would say, so I made it up to the halfway point in the mountain, and that's when I got to Monkey Park. So, Monkey Park, mm, it's basically this park you can pay to get in. I don't even know how much because I didn't... I already knew I wasn't going to go into it when I heard it existed. But I I don't know how much... So I don't know how much you have to pay. But you have to pay to get in. And once you get in, you can see monkeys that per- do per- little cute performances, apparently. And um, they're, like, dressed in different clothing. And there's also, like, um, a f- like, a field of flowers, I guess you can see there, too that's supposedly really pretty um but I'm not really one to support like like animals performing so I just I wasn't really interested but um while I was passing it there was a monkey that was dressed in these like priestess clothes along with this like priestess guy and he was like um I think the monkey did a performance or something because like as I was walking over I saw like a few people clapping but when I walked over, they were done with whatever they were doing, and the monkey was kind of just chilling on his shoulder. And he was like, "I don't know if he was talking to or instructing the monkey or something." But you know, they were having a little conversation. And I was like, "Okay, oh, so that's monkey park." Oh goodness, I keep yawning. I'm laying down. That's why I'll probably get up soon. I'm just so comfortable. Um <laughs> but yeah, passed monkey Park, and then after that, I went like next to it is this big Tory gate, um a Tory gate, i do not explain that it's basically like if you ever seen those red gates um in J- like when people think of Japan sometimes they think of these red shrine gate things, like if you took um hmm. I explain it. Yeah, just, so think, if you think of a red gate, and you looked up, like, Red Gate, Japan, you probably would see a Tori Gate. Um, so they're, like, a lot of entrances to shrines. This Tori Gate wasn't red. It, it's, I think it's a little too old to be red, so if it was red at some point, it ain't red no more. Um, it's just, like, a big wooden Tori Gate, and you get to see, um, you, like, there's, like, usually a sign and, like, old kanji or something and i couldn't read any of them but i entered a torii gate and then soon after i entered takao shrine so taco shrine basically has like a bunch of um what does it call it it's like it's like you enter you enter the shrine right and it's kind of like a mini city of other shrines and i believe they're all for different things like think you you're like people are supposed to go to pray to different ones depending on what you're you know praying for um some of them you know were like prettier some of them were older some of them had statues with them some of them had like these big um stone balls with like kanji on it so there are a lot of things at these shrines that didn't really understand if i'm being honest but um it was still really interesting to see something that sparked my interest was that there was a line of people um in front of like this big it, it was a shrine definitely but it was like um it was this big wooden stick and I had two gongs like on the side like two circle gongs on the side so people would go over they would take this long s- smaller stick and they would hit both sides of the gong like twice um it would be like one side the other side one side the other side then they would put the stick down they would like clap And then they would pray. Or they would bow their heads in a prayer motion. And then, like, pray. And then, like, walk away. And then the next two people would go. Um, So I'm not sure what that was about. Or, like, what they were praying for. But I'd never really seen that. So I was like, that's different. That's new. How interesting. Um, Let me think. So, yeah, as I walked through the little shrine city, I noticed they were selling a lot of, like, maple products so like products for the body that had maple incorporated in them and then they had like small maple snacks but i couldn't read what any of the snacks were so i didn't buy them um i didn't have connection with the internet up here oh my gosh hmm. sorry to keep yawning it's like the evening so after i make this and i edit it a little bit you know it's gonna be you know time to go outy. <laughs> so hopefully I can get through the story um and it, it makes sense <laughs> but yeah so I didn't buy anything there um something I did notice was that there there was this one shrine I remember just because like it was very it's, it was very interesting to me so as I was leaving the shrine city um I was headed I think I, I went towards the wrong exit. And when I went over there, it was like, there was no one around. So I was like, dang, this is probably the wrong way. So I was about to turn around and I saw a small Tory gate over by the side. And, it, and there was like a little Buddha statue with like the red knit hat and the red bib. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Let me go check it out. So I checked it out and um, it had like the little statue in front of like this cute little pond with water like streaming into it and then next to it was this like staircase leading up to what looked like another shrine so i was like no i kind of interested what's up there so i headed up there and then like as i got to the top i went slow because i was like okay what am i about to see and so i look and basically it's like it's like this entrance is decorated um and it's like the it's like this little cave it's like a crawl space correct like sized cave and so, like when you look into it, you see like, um, you see bars inside, like like iron bars. And then I saw like fresh fruit in there too. And there was, and I saw like something flickering. So it must have been maybe a candle light or something. Then there was like a small Buddhist Buddha statue. And I was like, okay, it's a little ominous. I'm not gonna lie. I'm certainly not about to go in there. But that, but if there's like light flickering in there, that must mean that like someone has got has crawled in there, you know, and put like fresh offerings and then crawled out. So I, that's something I've never seen before, and so I was like, okay, that was interesting to witness. And then I went back down the stairs, <laughs> um, just because I was like, okay, so I have no idea, you know, what this shrine is dedicated to or why it's a why there's a cave. With a cross space, but I'm not gonna question it. I'm just gonna walk away, um, and think about it later. <laughs> so, that was that was definitely interesting. Um, so then, after I left the little shrine city, I continued on the path, and I think at this point I accidentally went to path six, um, which wasn't which was totally fine though. They all lead to the peak of the mountain, um, but yeah, I think I went on on path six and I remember just going through, um, I entered, like, a space where it was, like, I was just surrounded by trees, and, like, it's kind of like walking on the cliff side, like, like, the path itself wasn't super steep at this point, it was, like, it was, like, more of the flat ground, but it was still, like, it was, it was, like, on the, it was, like, on the cliff side, like, if you look over, okay, like, what, like, one like to my right is basically like um rock all leading up like a cliff and then to my left is like everything going down cliff so it's like you're on the it feels like you're walking along the cliff of the mountain and all the trees were so tall they were super tall they're like tall there's a bunch of tall and skinny trees and like i was just like wow like i've not seen trees this tall before and this is really cool to see and I think I there was a point where like there was no one on the path like there's people going past me but there's just big gaps of like no one would be on the path for a while and then like a family would go past me or a family would like um like go a family would go past me or like a person would go past me and then like um then I'd be like on my own again and I was actually so thankful for that because I feel like when you're in the forest or in nature on your own, it's a different type of connection than when you're surrounded by people. Like, I feel like in the forest, there's no judgment. There's nothing. At least, like, in the daytime when things are all cute and pretty. (laughs) It's like, wow, this is nice. I like this. (laughs) I can, like, take my time. I could be whoever I want to be. And... There is no issue. There's no consequences. Um, so, it wasn't like I was doing anything, like, like awful or weird or, like, odd. It was more of just, like, I was able to just stand there and look out at the distance and take a breath. And just, like, stretch. And, you know, the, even though those are simple things, it doesn't really feel like things you can do when you're in a big crowd. At least not in Japan. Maybe in America, but in Japan, uh, Um So... And that's only because, like, I don't know, it's just... There's more pressure in Japan to, like, stop and take your time and be that one person in the crowd. Um, because it's such it's such a, like, follower type of society here. Like, if you're not, like, it's... I feel like in America, it's more in to be your own individual. It's like, okay, be an individual, yeah, okay, like, you know, like, she a, bat, she a bad bitch. Like, that's how that's more of America but here it's more of like like oh my gosh she's so bad like she follows people like not like that (laughs) that makes it sound horrible it's just like the more you follow others the more you're kind of rewarded so and it just and as a foreigner you already stand out so much so it's kind of like okay like I want to be respectful of what they value here while also being myself so I'm gonna still be myself but I'm going to probably just wait until, like, no one else is around and then, like, take my time to really connect without any sense of, like, feeling outside judgment, I guess, is the basis of it. Like, I don't feel like feeling judged while I'm trying to have a spiritual connection with nature and the mountain and God and all that. So, yeah, I, um, like I said, I stopped at a point. I breathed. I meditate. meditated, stretched. And it was gorgeous. Like, I don't really have many words to explain the beauty of it. Like, it it just felt really great to be able to, like, be around no humans and to, to be outside. Like, in Tokyo, that feels like it doesn't exist sometimes just because there's so many people. So being able to be out here in nature, it was just the first time I was truly alone with no other humans outside, like, in, in nature and I forgot like how much I missed that until I experienced it on like this walk um but so that was so this was on my way while I was about to reach the peak of the mountain and then bada boom bada bing I reached the peak of the mountain and it was it was breathtaking it was absolutely extraordinarily breathtaking truly I would say that um, I was so happy that I made it up there and it was so it felt like um it felt like I had did all of this hard hard work to get up this mountain and then like you know while in mind thinking like okay like it's gonna be so worth it when I get to the peak like yeah my calves are screaming you know they are not happy with me and like I'm out of breath you know I can't even argue with them but you know when I get to the peak of this mountain I'm sure it's going to be great and so I got to the peak of the mountain and it was more than great it was breathtaking and life-changing like I it was easily the most beautiful thing I have seen since I've come to Japan like it was probably the most beautiful nature scene I have possibly seen in my whole life I have to do some more like I have to really think about where I've been in life in nature to think about if that's like the most beautiful. But I would say it's in the top three. Um, Really, I can really easily say that. So I was just like, wow, like it was so worth all of this hard work and all of all of this in order to make it to this mountain or to make it to the peak of this mountain. And when you get up there, you can see like this whole valley of just mountains. And you can see like um, mountains going all the way into the distance. It's almost like a never-ending view of mountains, and I I was just so blown away. And it was even prettier because you could see like sun shining through parts of the clouds. So it looked like it looked like a piece of heaven for real, and. I was just like, wow, okay, bless you, God, thank you, I appreciate this, this is nice. And I, um, I was, I don't even know how, it's like, it's hard to explain an experience where there, or I had no words for it. Like, I'm trying my absolute best to find the words for it when it's really, like, a wordless experience. Mmm, so... I would say, like, once I, you know, basked in the glow, I took some selfies, some, like, videos, some pictures of, like, the beautiful scene, I think I, um, I was like, okay, I'm hungry at this point, because by the time I reached the top of the mountain, mm, it was, it had taken about four hours, like, like, from three and a half to four hours is how, is how long it took me to climb up the mountain from the base to the top, so, yeah, so by this time, I was kind of hungry. Um, <laughs> so there was a bunch of, like, noodle shops. Okay, so, like, the popular cuisine on the mountains are dongo, which is the pounded mochi. I mean, pounded mochi, which is the rice, or the pounded rice, which is mochi on a stick. And um, it's also soba noodles. Soba noodles are, like, I guess, wheat noodles in a way. Um And so I decided to get some soba noodles, warm soba noodles because they come cold too. But I got warm soba noodles with um, mountain vegetables and I got Odin on the side. Odin is like, it's like a bunch of little side, not side dishes, but like side items that you, like side snacks, I guess you can eat. Um, And none of them are sweet, like they're all savory but it it tasted good. It tasted good. It wasn't, like, life-changingly amazing, but it definitely, you know, it was nice and warm, because the mountain wasn't, it wasn't cold, but, like, you did need at least a small jacket at times, or at least I was glad I brought my small jacket at times. Like, while I was climbing the mountain, I didn't need a jacket. I was good, because I was sweating, but when I got up to the peak of the mountain it was kind of windy so I was like yeah I I'm glad I brought this jacket so having some nice warm soba noodles like it hit so well and the mountain veggies are really fresh so I was like oh this is this is nice treatment right here so yeah I it was beautiful eating those noodles like (laughs) it was it was more about how they felt than like the taste of them but yes, yeah, so I ate the noodles. And um, I would say I stayed at this mountain peak for quite a while. Like I just it's just so it's for me. It's it's like if I come across a scene that is so beautiful that I feel like I want to stop time to look at it. I'm going to do my best to simulate that. And I'm probably going to be there for a long time trying to take it in. But sometimes some things are too beautiful to truly take in so you just try your best um you just try your best to feel grateful that you're even you know in front of something that you don't that you want to stop time for just to look at because it's beautiful so i decided why not journal so i started journaling um soon after i ate my food and God just started telling me all these things. Like, he has, He had a lot to tell me. And he was already, like, telling me stuff, like, um, when I was, like, meditating in the forest on my way up. But he had, like, some really amazing things to tell me when I got to the top of the mountain. Um, and, you know, not to give out too much of what he was telling me, because it was definitely some personal things. But um, some of the things that I was, like, really excited about was he started explaining to me... How he had some people ready to introduce me to and in like my in life and like in Japan, Um, he had told me that I have like I basically have my person that is on the way, and that I have my some of my people that are on the way, and these people and this person are gonna hold such. I'm gonna feel so deeply understood by them that. It's going to feel like a love that I've never, that I have rarely, rarely felt before. Um, And these people and this person are going to lead me into some amazing opportunities and to some amazing things. So, and he was basically telling me like, wow, like they're getting themselves ready to meet me in the same way that I'm getting myself ready to be able to accept that type of love in a healthy way he is um like while that's all happening right now is the time for me to focus on my creativity and to find to become so grounded in my creativity that when I meet these people they're you know yeah I'm gonna really love like I'm really gonna love them and like they're gonna love me I'm gonna love being around them and everything it is more for me you know like I can't allow that to distract me from my creativity because my creativity is essential here while I'm in Japan and that's something I knew before I even got here like I'm in Japan to create and creating it will bring me to beautiful things so yeah he basically wanted to tell me all of that and he told me some things about like how you know like not to judge how my experience in Japan has been so far um and that you know, I needed to get comfortable before I could understand some of the more complex things that he has in store for me. Um, and now that I have been settled in Japan and now that I feel settled, then uh, that I'm able to start dipping my toes into those other things he has planned for me. So that was really amazing to, to hear. And he was basically saying how like how like how I see the mountain range, like looking at the vast, the vest vast the vastness of the mountain range, and how wide it spreads, he was saying, like, if I follow him, then that will be how, that will be the amount of people that I will one day um, reach, and that I will one day inspire, one day I'll inspire that many people, or I'll reach that many people, um, if, you know, I follow the path he has for me, and that was like, wow, okay, that's really cool. (laughs) Like, I never really thought about it like that. Um, I never... That was never my intent. But if that's your intent, then, you know, I gladly accept it. That sounds cool. And he was saying how Japan is really, truly just the start of, like, so much more that he has in store for me. And that I'm really going to be traveling a lot. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, so... He basically told me that he brought me to the top of this mountain. And he brought me to this beautiful, breathtaking site to tell me and to announce to me beautiful and breathtaking news and I would agree like this was beautiful news to hear like I was really excited to hear these things and um this was all happening like while I was journaling and he was expressing all of these things to me through journaling and so I'm really I'm so looking for I'm so happy I was able to talk about this here in this podcast because once it happens you know I'm gonna be like yeah like he told me it was going to happen, and then like it, I talked about it in my podcast. <laughs> so I look forward to be to being able to compare this podcast to um, the future because it'll it's going to be really beautiful to see the comparison um, and to help like other people to understand like how kind of how he works at least in uh, my life and just in general with like um, talking about the future. One second. oh had to sip a little water. Really got to the to the soul talking about that. But yeah, so that was that was really great. That was probably like my highlight of the whole mountain. And um, it just basically felt like just like life. You sometimes you have to go through a lot of work, have to put in a lot of work to get up to the peak, and <clears throat> it was definitely very worth it. Even though like. It was, it was real rough climbing that mountain, it was real steep, like, and it was a lot of work and effort, it was, when I got up to the top, it was so worth it, and I felt so accomplished, and so happy that I did it, and so happy that I had listened, and actually went to Taco on the day, on the day before, like, you know, like he said to do, so it all worked out beautifully, um, and then after I journaled, Um, I met a little cat like I was just journaling and then I saw like these this little kid like looking at me but like not at me like looking below me because they were like looking looking and so I looked and there was this cat and it was like eating some food someone had dropped and I tried to say hello to him like not I didn't try to touch him because he was eating but he was kind of like um I think he lives on the mountain or something but he was not interested in me at all but he was like right below my seat like on the bench I was in so I was like I guess we can be friends from afar (laughs) but um yeah so after I had met the little cat I decided to bust out my watercolor paints because I was still trying to like take in this mountain view so I um, started painting it with my watercolors and at this point it was starting to get a little cold and the sun was starting to like you could start to see like the colors of the sunset in the sky and it was so beautiful but that's when I noticed that um, f- families are starting to disappear, and there was, like, way less people on the mountain. And I remember, like, look, like, I was getting into the painting, and I was like, yeah, like, I'm gonna capture as much as I can to this mountain. And then I look up at one point, because it got really cold, and I just see, like, only a few, like, less than five families on the mountain, when earlier it was crowded. And in my mind, I had been thinking, like, oh, there's still families up here. You know, they have kids. They have to get down the mountain, too. So, you know, I, I no worries. <coughs> and so, one thing to mention is that when I was climbing up the mountain, like, bef- like, when I first started going up the path, there's a sign on the start of the path that says, like, it is dangerous to climb up the mountain past sunset because there is no lighting on the path. And so, like... <laughs> as I was looking at the sunset I was like wow that's pretty but it's time it's kind of starting to get dark and I don't I don't really care if the families are still here I'm kind of alone so I um, I think I'm gonna start heading down the mountain so I gave myself five minutes to finish up my painting um I finished up as much as I could then I packed all my stuff up and I was like okay I need to start going down the mountain and I noticed that the only families that stayed, um, were, it was like two families by the time I left. And like they were both, I overheard them both speaking and they were both American. Based on like their accents because they sound like me. So I was like, okay. Alright. of So there's no more Japanese people here. I see. I need to leave. <laughs> so... Um, like, there were, like, individual Japanese people, and there were, like, some couples, but, like, there was no more, like, families with children anymore. So I was like, okay, alright. It's, you know, the mountain's beautiful. I really don't want to leave, but, like, I want to get off the mountain before it gets too dark. So I, um, I was like, okay, God, so, you know, we've been having a great time so far, and, you know, I know you're gonna get me down the mountain safe and sound, but please give me your next instructions so that I can, you know... Um, allowed that to happen (laughs) so I'm heading so I start heading down the mountain and for some reason I didn't register the fact that like because I was on the peak of the mountain and there was no trees that of course it was much brighter than when you go into the mountain and all the trees are covering the um like the sky so it's like much much darker as I start going down as I leave the peak of the mountain. And so, as I'm walking, I see, like, this little group of, like, couples together, and they, like, they start putting on their phone flashlights, because it's, like, that, it's starting to get to that point, like, once you get, like, to the tree part. So, I, I pray, and I'm like, okay, God, so, you know, what should I do? And he tells me, okay, so follow follow the small group of people with the flashlights and like all these couples are like my age like they they're like around my age or they're they look they look around my age so I'm like okay cool I'll follow them so I follow them for a while like behind them they got their flashlights on so I'm like able to see where they are um and so they're walking and so they, they're like walking basically in a direction that i hadn't taken before so at first i was a little like on edge and i was like mm, I'm, I'm not, i don't know where this is headed but um you know if god's telling me to do it i'm a, i'm i'm gonna do it i'm gonna a go on with it so i'm walking 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 and so then as we're walking i see the shadow of this sign so I'm like, okay, let me see what this sign is saying. So I flashed my flashlight on it and the sign says they're walking towards the cable car. So I'm like, oh, of course they're walking to the cable car. That's perfect. And um, I hadn't, I didn't know this was the way to the cable car. And it was a new way because I never took the cable car up the mountain. Like I climbed up the mountain. So of course I wouldn't know where the cable car was. So that's where they were headed, and that's where they were leading me to. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Thank you, God. Love you." So I'm following them, and so then they finally get to, like, they get to this part of the path where everything's lit up, and I'm like, wait, I thought the sign said that, um... <coughs> I thought the sign said that there was no lighting on the trail, but then I realized they meant, like, on trail one there was no lighting and that was a trail I took up the mountain so I'm like oh on this trail there is lighting got it okay so I follow them um and as I'm following them I am able to see like this really beautiful night view oh this water tastes great and so when I see The view, it's like, it's so pretty because it's Tokyo at night and you can see like all the city lights and everything just, and they're like sparkling. And I remember just like standing there for a moment and I'm like, this is, this is gorgeous. I wish I could stay here and just continue looking at it. But I got to go before this cable car closes because I don't, I had thought, I had thought the cable car closed already. But since these people, this is, like, crowd is headed to there, I was like, okay, well, it must still be going because, like, people are headed to it. So, you know, thank goodness. Um, so after I um, stand in the glow of this these beautiful sparkling Tokyo lights, I leave and decide to follow a new crowd um, that God instructs me to follow. And so I follow them. And so, you know, walking, 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 and at this point, like, everything in the path is lit up, so I'm not really all that anxious anymore, but everything, like, there is, um, there's, like, everything's lit, so I can see everything, and the path is paved at this point, so I'm like, okay, this is nice. So, um, I finally make it to the cable car, and I take, and so I get in the cable car, and the cable car takes us down. Oh, it's, it's a cheap, like, it's a cheap ticket to get on the cable car, it's like, Less than, it's maybe like 200 yen, which is like, uh, I don't know how much 200 yen is. Um, I would say maybe like $2 or so, but somewhere below $3. So I take the, I pay for my cable car ticket and I take the cable car down and it goes through like this little cave thing, but it was really cool because I'd never really been on a cable car, but I'd have been on one cable car before, but it wasn't like this one. Um, but it took us downhill or took us down the mountain, <laughs> downhill took us down the mountain, and then I'm um, us off at the base. And so, when it let us off, I was basically back at the base mini city of the mountain. And I was so thankful because I was like, Oh, thank goodness I found this cable car, like with these, like by following this group and like God's um directions. So, I was like, I was just, I was still like just amazed by the day I had had at this mountain because it was just that pretty like it was gorgeous Mm. and so after that I was like okay do I want to go back to the onsen one more time but I was like nah I think it's time for me to finally return to Tokyo because at this point I hadn't oh yeah no I yeah I had been to Tokyo um like the day before (laughs) Okay, but yeah. So I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to finally return home. So um, I go on the train back home, and as I'm headed back to Tokyo, I remember that there is this Spy Family Burger King. So I had tried it before, and the sandwich was really good. Um, it's like this it's a chicken and beef. It's a chicken, so it's a chicken patty, then there's like a beef patty, and there's like um, peanut butter sauce on the patty. I mean, on the, on like the, the patty and the burger and it's supposed to simulate um the child from spy family her name is Anya and she basically she basically uh really likes to eat like peanuts so they made sure that this was like peanut butter themed and it was actually really good it was it tasted more of like the peanut sauce you get from Thai food um and I believe it's Thai food I'm I I think so. It's either Thai food or Vietnamese food, but I think it's Thai food. Um, But there's like a peanut sauce. I think both cultures have it, actually. But there's a peanut sauce, and it's not necessarily sweet. It has like sweet undertones, but it's like more savory than sweet. And that was, it tasted similar to that sauce on the sandwich. And so I remember being like, yeah, I want to go get that one more time. So I went to go get that sandwich. um, Instantly, kind of, I didn't regret it, but my stomach was not having it. Um, So, you know, I had a little run bathroom. Other than that, the sandwich tasted great. (laughs) And I think after that, um, as I was headed towards the train station to actually go home, I was thinking in my mind, like, okay, God, so like, hmm you know, tomorrow's Sunday, is it, is it a rest day, or is it? Is it, like, is there a finale to all of this? Like, what, what would you, what do you recommend? And so he told me, like, hmm, you know what, yeah, there could be a finale, do you want there to be? And I was like, oh, sure, yeah, I'm not gonna say no to a finale, yeah, I, I would love a finale. And so he's like, okay, bet, so get $100 from your emergency funds, and go exchange it into yen, and, um go shopping and I was like huh you so you're approving that you want me to go use this emergency money to go shopping for clothes he was like yeah you know like lately I know that you have been having some issues with like what clothes to wear solely because like in Japan they're more conservative than what you were used to in Miami so you have a lot of Miami clothes so I want you to be able to express yourself more through clothing so yeah you know go feel free to um get some new clothes and i was like okay bet you know i'm not i have no issues with that i i humbly thank you i would love to go get some clothes um i'm never gonna say no to clothes shopping so yeah i returned home that night i had a beautiful slumber because i was tired um and then the next morning i was he led me to I think it's Shimokitagawa, I believe is the name of it. Um, which is, like, there, it's a famous, uh, city for thrift shopping. And I love thrift shopping. I would say majority of my clothes are thrifted. Just because, like, I love getting clothes with, like, a story behind it. Um, like, of course there's some clothes... I do have, like, clothes that have only belonged to me. But I really love thrifting clothes. So, <coughs> so I made it to Shimokitazawa... Ashimo Kitagawa, and when I got there, um, I was walking through and there was a bunch of thrift stores and I was like, okay, God, you know, lead me to whichever one you have in store for me. And I made it to this one store that I had looked up, so I was looking up different stores on the train right there, right? So I saw one store that really interested me. Um, I think it's like New York Joe, I believe, New York Joe Exchange. And so um, as I got in there, as I walked, as I saw it and I walked over, I saw that the sign said 50% off the entire store. So apparently every first Sunday, like the entire store of this thrift shop is 50% off. So when I went in there, yo, it was a jungle in there. It was wild. Like, because there was like, everyone was like, it was like, you had to fight for your life. (laughs) <laughs> like in order to get through the aisles you had to squeeze past people like there was a bunch of people like with clothes and like people like had piles in their hand like because there's no like shopping bags or anything so it was it was it was actually kind of fun and there was like um like uh what is it called uh it was kind of like hardcore edm music and like different um different alternative beat. Ge- mixes I guess um but it it was very interesting I felt it was like rave music um just like maybe times two <laughs> and it was actually it was actually a cool experience and I found a lot of really cool clothes I have been wearing ever since um so I was felt really thankful that that was how my fall break basically ended And I got a bunch of clothes. Like, (laughs) I was carrying around this big pile of clothes. And people were just looking at me like, dang, she took this seriously. (laughs) But yeah, so that was my last day of break. And then school started again. Um, So that was my fall break. (sighs) That was fall break. Yeah, it's taken so long. Um, I think making this audio is the last um, form of media that I needed to do in order to express this entire break. So it just took really long to finally make all nine pieces of content. But it's happened, you know, or it's about to happen once I finished, um, putting the intro and outro on this. And I'm just so proud. I'm so proud, um, of what I've been able to accomplish and what, like, guidance I've been able to follow from God. It's, It's been really beautiful. Um, And I low-key just miss being able to be... um, To talk about my current life. Like, yeah, like, the fall break is my current life. But that happened, like, two weeks ago. Um, I guess at this point, it's about to be three weeks ago. So I'm definitely very ready to um, just talk about, like, my day-to-day stuff again. But it was just so important to me to be able to express everything that happened during fall break because it was honestly it has changed the way i've i've even seen my coming to japan so that was mount takao son and that was um how i ended my break so thank you for listening and for following my fall break journey um and let me think do i have a question of the day do I have a question of the day? Um hmm. If you have never climbed a mountain, would you ever climb one? And if not, what's stopping you? <laughs> um I would say that I've always I've climbed a mountain before I came to Japan. So, it wasn't my first rodeo, but I had never climbed a mountain on, on my own before and that was definitely my first rodeo and I actually just climbed a mountain yesterday (laughs) I climbed my second mountain on my own yesterday so I'll probably talk about that next episode but I really loved it Um, I definitely loved it and it was breathtaking so I definitely would do it again (laughs) might even return to Mount Takahasan and climb like a different part of it or something who knows But okay, I think that's all that I have for today. And um, yeah, have a groovy day. Thanks for listening. (laughs)